Mysteries have provided us with some of our most gripping stories throughout modern times. Television dramas and books surrounding the unknown, or mysterious, have proven to be some of the most popular pieces of media out there, and with good reason. With the bizarre twists, shocking revelations, and the grisly morbid curiosity they inspire, it's no wonder millions of people sit down every day to enjoy a good mystery story. Today, in this video, we're bringing you five mysteries of our own, but with our own twist. These mysteries all centre around the supernatural. Disembodied spirits, unknown flying objects and sightings of the truly bone-chilling. October is just round the corner, and we cannot wait for the creepy marathon month to begin. So here is a little teaser of all the spine-chilling supernatural content to come. If you haven't already, hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy. The Woeful Tale of La Llorona Individuals out in the wilds of rural South and Central America, Mexico, and the southern United States in the dead of night might just be unlucky enough to witness one of the eeriest, most viscerally upsetting paranormal mysteries of all time. She goes by the name La Llorona, the Weeping Woman. From nation to nation, region to region, stories about how she came to be vary on theme. In Venezuela, the locals claim that this vengeful spirit is the ghost of a woman who died of grief after losing, or perhaps even killing her children, when they drowned in a river. Guatemalans claim that she's the ghost of a woman who became pregnant as a result of an affair, drowning her child so her husband would never find the truth. In Mexico and the southern United States, she is used as a deterrent for misbehaving children to scare them straight. For those unlucky enough to encounter her, in any region of the Americas, your story will probably go a little something like this. Walking alongside any stretch of fresh water when the skies are dark and dead, be it a lake, river, swamp, marsh or wetland, you might hear the sounds of a human voice. It will be female, and she will be speaking in soft, teary-eyed Spanish, repeating woeful phrases over and over again. Following the noise, at your own peril, her voice will increase in volume continuously, Speaking turns to weeping, turns to crying, turns to bawling, turns to screaming. Oh, my children should be known to cry, between heaving screams filled with tears. On certain occasions, she will be accompanied by the high-pitched wail of a newborn baby, proposedly the spirit of her vanquished child. Follow still, and you might be unlucky enough to see the spirit in person. Robed in a dirty, torn white dress, with long black drenched hair, a pale white face, and black running makeup. She is known to be actively aggressive, luring people into the water to their doom, or dragging people straight to the afterlife. In some accounts, you don't even need to seek her out, she will find you. Snatching children from their bedrooms to replace the one she lost. The only way to ward her away is to adorn your front door with a wooden cross to dispel the evil spirit. It's a far-fetched tale, but the mystery of La Llorona actually predates European settlements of the Americas. Many Mesoamerican cultures had their own versions of La Llorona, including the Aztecs, who had their own female spirits of the lake, who could be heard weeping on dark nights. So is there any truth to this mystery? Have you ever encountered La Llorona for yourself? And if so, we'd love to hear about it. Emily's Bridge Picturesque wooden covered bridges are a common sight in New England's remote rural roads, 
synonymous with the serenity of slow-moving woodland rivers. One such bridge, which allows cars to pass over Goldbrook on Covered Bridge Road, nicknamed Emily's Bridge, has none of that appeal, and is instead cloaked in one of the most haunting mysteries of the entire United States. The story goes as follows. At some point in the 1850s, Emily, whose surname is unknown, was a young woman raised in a poor family who was engaged to be married to a young man from a rich upbringing after falling in love in relative secrecy. The groom's parents, unwilling to be associated with the family from the ilk of Emily's, told their son that they forbade the marriage and that he was under no circumstances to see Emily again. Prior to receiving this news, the story goes that the groom had arranged to meet Emily in secret on this very bridge. As a result of his parents scolding, when Emily arrived on the bridge at the agreed time, he was nowhere to be seen. Putting two and two together, a distraught Emily took her own life by tying a noose around her neck and jumping off the bridge into the river below, dying instantly when the rope snapped taut. She was heartbroken and humiliated and could not face life without her lover. This is where the mystery comes in. Ask locals who have to travel across Emily's bridge on a common basis and they'll tell you that Emily's story is not over. The occurrences began shortly after Emily's passing. Her body was discovered and retrieved, but the mysterious spirit still lurks around the site of her passing, and has been the subject of terrifying sightings and stories over the years. Those unlucky enough to encounter Emily in her long-dead state will not see a happy young lover, but a terrifying aggressor, adorned with long, slashing fingernails, that have been the result of mysterious gashes left in passing by vehicles who traverse the bridge. Supposedly, a furious Emily is tied to the bridge in death, waiting for her lover to return after all these years. Car tires, windows and doors have supposedly been wrecked after driving underneath the covered bridge, where Emily once hung. But she has even been known to violently strike out against pedestrians out for a relaxing walk, who will emerge from the other side of the bridge with strange scratching sensations and red marks on their backs. To this day, the bridge is draped in eerie mystery. Some accounts of the tale state that Emily's body was never found, or that she died of other circumstances, but the idea of a mysterious, vengeful spirit ambushing passers-by as they travel across the bridge surely is a chilling one. We'd love to hear from any locals, if you've had any experiences whilst crossing the bridge. The Mysterious Spirits of the Tower of London The Tower of London, the infamous fortress-turned-palace established by William the Conqueror in the 11th century, is something of an enigma. It remains not only one of the most popular tourist hotspots in London, but rather in all of England, despite being a historical site that bore witness to some of the most brutal and violent scenes in all of English history over the years. Catherine Howard, Anne Boleyn, and Lady Jean Grey were all beheaded at the Tower, you have the mystery of the two murdered princes, and even Guy Fawkes himself, the perpetrator of the infamous gunpowder plot, was tortured here. As such, the tower is draped in mysterious supernatural occurrences, and visitors there, even to this day, have reported sightings of the unimaginable between the tower's expansive courtyards and walls. Perhaps the most famous supernatural resident of the tower is the disembodied spirit of Anne Boleyn, the second wife of Henry VIII, who was executed at the tower after Henry accused her of being unfaithful. Anne's ghost has been spotted in the tower's chapel, 
where on one occasion, a soldier claimed to see her leading a procession of knights and ladies as flickering candlelight burned in the dark building. The strangest part, Anne still didn't have a head. Other young women have been spotted in the halls and gardens of the imposing building, including the unnamed spirit of a vacant, smiling young woman who traverses the grounds void of any real form or structure from the head down. In the quiet, cavernous rooms of the tower, sometimes ghosts are heard but not seen. Disembodied footsteps of monks have been heard wandering through the stone hallways where nobody else is in the room, and in certain rooms, eerie whispering or crying sounds have been heard. Perhaps the mysterious ghostly remains of those condemned to die in their final days at the tower. Margaret Poole, another of Henry VIII's grisly victims, was also executed at the tower. She was executed due to the fact that she was the mother of the supposedly treacherous Cardinal Pole. She was beheaded by the inexperienced, incompetent executioner that planted weak, poorly aimed chop after chop at the poor woman's neck, shoulders and head, as she screamed in pain. These very screams can supposedly be heard echoing through the tower at night. Some ghosts that reside in the haunted tower aren't human, or even identifiable. Henry III kept a menagerie of exotic, dangerous animals at the tower in the 1200s, which consisted of jackals, tigers, and even an elephant. He owned two bears too, a polar bear and a black bear, which have actually been supposedly sighted in the jewel room, their bulky, lumbering figures guarding the treasures of their owners, even in death. Other ghosts of the tower are a little more obscure. Two spirits are commonly referred to as the white figure and the nameless thing, the former being a vaguely female shape, glowing white in colour that stalks the tower walls, while the latter is a strange, cloudy mass that occasionally follows guards on duty. Whatever the truth is behind this age-old fortress, it certainly is a place draped in mystery. Have you ever visited or had any encounters at the tower? And how would you explain these outlandish sightings? The Abduction of Betty and Barney Hill We're off to extraterrestrial territory now with the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill. It all began in New Hampshire on September the 19th, 1961, just south of the town of Lancaster. Travelling back from a holiday near Niagara Falls, Betty and Barney Hill, a middle-aged couple from Portsmouth, were in high spirits, accompanied by their dog, having enjoyed their time away. It was a little after 10.30pm, and as the couple made their way along a stretch of scenic hillside road on US Route 3, not too far from a dramatic mountain landscape, night had fallen upon the wilds, and visibility was waning. Staring out of the car window, Betty spotted something unusual among the stars a bright light soaring erratically between Jupiter and the moon. Excitedly, Betty pointed out her shooting star to Barney, who decided to park the car and take a look through their binoculars, when he noticed that the object appeared to be getting larger. Letting their dog out of the car behind them, the couple ascended a nearby hill and took a look through the binocular lenses. Upon closer inspection, this was not a shooting star, as claimed by Betty, but rather something man-made and artificially lit. It was described as nothing other than a craft by the couple, who denoted that the unidentified flying object was adorned in rows and rows of rapidly flashing multicolored lights. Alerted, the couple began to speculate that it must have been a plane. Plenty of airliners passed through the region, 
and Barney was convinced that this was nothing more than the usual. He quickly changed his tune when the craft began to lower its altitude in what appeared to be a direct beeline for the now uneasy couple. Heading back to their car, the couple were now very conscious that the object, which was clearly at this point not a plane, was pursuing them, or at least shadowing them down the empty stretch of mountain road. This continued for an uncomfortably long time, in which Barney and Betty were able to get a good look at the object as it passed over the buildings, slowly descending. It was estimated to be about 24 meters in diameter, circular in shape and rotating, the rows of lights ever flashing. It made no sound and continued to zip in an unnatural motion from left to right. Then as though waiting for the right time, the craft began to land in front of the hill's car, stopping Barney dead in his tracks. Hovering about 30 meters in the air above them, Barney once again peered through the binoculars to see if he could discern more about the craft. To his horror, he claims to have seen eight humanoid, but certainly not human figures, decked out in black, glossy suits and hats, looking at the couple, pointing towards their car, and speaking with each other. Seven of these figures then alarmingly began to head to the back wall of the room they were in, while the last individual communicated to Barney, telling him he needed to stay where he was and to keep looking at the craft. Instantly, fins supposedly sprouted from a structure that began to descend from the bottom of the craft, which hung over the heads of the bewildered couple. Screaming, Barney expressed his fear to Betty of his capture by the extraterrestrials, and began to speed away from the craft, driving himself, Betty and their dog down the road to get as far away as he could from the supposed aliens that were about to abduct the couple. As Barney drove away, a deafening sequence of buzzing sounds enveloped the car, passing a strange sensation through the couple's bodies. Brain fog surrounded them, and they both struggled to comprehend what was going on, in a bizarre haze of confusion and terror. It wasn't until much later when the couple regained full consciousness, and Barney had realized that while in his altered state, he had traveled nearly 35 miles down the road. When they arrived home, the couple were able to stop and think, they could not explain anything they had experienced, and several immediate side effects of the encounter began to show themselves. Their watches had both been broken, as had the strap on their binoculars. Their clothes were dirty, and in places scraped and torn. In the forthcoming years, five separate labs would examine the couple's clothes from the encounter, two disappointingly inclusive results. Barney had a strange urge to examine himself in the bathroom, and Betty began having terrifying nightmares, where she and Barney were being led through the woods at night by little humanoids in shiny blue outfits, where they were taken up into the craft they had seen that night, before taken for painful and invasive biological examinations by the staff on board. Following the terrible encounter, the Hills underwent extensive hypnosis and therapy, where their stories, right down to the most minute of details, matched perfectly. Although several hypotheses have been raised, experts have not been able to discern the truth behind this story, yet explanations from psychosis to hoaxes have been raised. The question is, what do you think happened that night? Eerie Occurrences at the Eastern State Penitentiary The Eastern State Penitentiary, located in Philadelphia, looks more like a castle or fortress than a place of correction and rehabilitation. Functioning as a prison from its opening in 1829 to its closure in 1971, 
The penitentiary is an imposing, terrifying building all on its own. Bastion-like towers and huge, heavy doors comprise the exterior, while on the inside, block after block of cells can be found across the site. In recent years, the prison has been a site of tourist attraction, hosting Halloween events on account of its mysterious, haunted past. In its heyday, notorious criminals such as infamous gangster Al Capone and prolific bank robber Willie Sutton were imprisoned at Eastern State Penitentiary, but today the building lies dilapidated and abandoned. But it would seem that in several mysterious instances, some of the old residents of the prison have decided to stay. Conditions for those incarcerated were shocking. Charles Dickens, on his 1842 visit to the penitentiary, claimed that the solitary conditions the prisoners were forced into were like being buried alive, and suggested that they must have undergone severe psychological torment as a result of their imprisonment there. Disease was rife amongst the prisoners, who were forced to live in squalor. Murder and suicide rates soared on the inside, and many prisoners would be driven mad as a result of their anguish and situation. Unruly prisoners were subjected to medieval torture. Those subjected to the brutal water bath were dunked into a freezing vat of water before being stripped and hung on a wall in the depths of winter until ice and frost started to form in their bodies. The hole was used for particularly difficult individuals. This was nothing short of a pitch black underground cell where prisoners were denied access to light, human contact, a toilet or food until they were deemed ready to re-enter the general population. The mad chair was even more brutal. Prisoners were strapped down to it, tying the victims so tightly that amputations were often required shortly after, due to the severity of the loss of blood circulation to the prisoners' limbs. But how is this linked to supernatural mystery, you may ask? While you may be unsurprised that a site as brutal and primitive as Eastern State Penitentiary has its fair share of mysterious, ghostly residents, presumably those of the prisoners that were tortured into madness or suicide. Across the entire prison, stories have arisen from visitors to the site of eerie laughter, crying and whispering being heard from the empty corridors, disembodied shadowy figures walking through hallways, and strange faces forming in the cells. Gary Johnson, who works in maintenance at the prison, claims to have had a brutal encounter when working in an old cell in Block 4. When he unlocked the door, a strange force grabbed him by the neck, and he could barely move or breathe. As it squeezed tighter, faces began to appear on the walls, and one face in particular began to signal and communicate with him. Other strange occurrences at the prison have included cold spots appearing randomly in the building, ghostly footsteps emanating from nowhere, mysterious shapes crawling through the courtyards, and unexplained figures showing up on thermal imaging cameras. It has, as a result, gained the reputation for being one of the most haunted places in all of America, and many individuals have reported feeling, hearing, or witnessing supernatural horrors within the building's oppressive, dramatic stone walls. This is a place we will most definitely visit one day, and we'd love to know if any of you have ever been before. So, that's five deeply unsettling supernatural mysteries. We hope you enjoyed this video, and hope you're excited for the Creepy Marathon Month, our favourite month of the year. Thanks for watching, and as always, we'll see you in the next video.